Before we start this week's show, I'd like to remind you that The Brazilian Report is funded by subscriptions and support from loyal readers. Besides subscribing to our website and getting exclusive daily content on Brazil and Latin America, you can also treat our staff to one to five cups of coffee a month. In return, you get exclusive benefits like special newsletters, behind-the-scenes content, as well as a shout-out here on our podcast. And today I want to thank our Buy Me A Coffee members, Mark Hillary, John Thomas III, Luis Hans, Aaron Menez, Orlando Black, Steve Knapp, Aaron Berger, James Coney, Kars Vresvik, Elasdair Townsend, Peter Abrahamson, Michael Fryer, Miller Renacido, Jim Awafadeju, David Dixon, Felipe Saito, José Jose Stankovic, Gabriela Graf Innes, Emerging Market Muser, Yarden Iftar, Tonica Thompson, Anderson da Silva, Kat Kramer, Fra, Peter Suffering, Anna Lund, and someone who chose to remain anonymous. And if you also believe in the importance of independent journalism, and if you want to hear your name on our podcast, head over to buymeacoffee.com slash Brazilian Report and subscribe to one of the membership tiers. If you cannot make a monthly commitment, you can still tip us a cup of coffee every now and then to give us the energy boost we need to cover a country as complex as Brazil and a region as complex as Latin America. And we appreciate any support you can give us. Click on buymeacoffee.com slash Brazilian Report to find out more. One of the 20 biggest economies in the world, Brazil is making some of the slowest and most uneven progress toward creating a solid cyber defense environment. That's according to findings from the MIT Technology Review's Cyber Defense Index. Brazil ranks 18th overall. Only Turkey and Indonesia fare worse. The country ranked 16th in cybersecurity resources, 17th in critical infrastructure, 18th in organizational capacity, and 19th in policy commitment. And this week, the Brazilian report revealed one episode that perfectly illustrated this sheer lack of commitment to data privacy. Andrade Gutierrez, a major construction conglomerate operating in 11 countries, has suffered a massive security breach. And we have all the details. My name is Gustavo Ribeiro. I'm the editor-in-chief of the Brazilian Report. This is Explaining Brazil. Amanda Audi, welcome back to the show. Hi, Gustav. So you broke the story on Saturday. Tell us a little bit more about this data breach. I mean, what happened? What has been compromised? The floor is yours. Well, so members of a hacking group that calls itself the Dark Angels got in touch with us, saying they had stolen around three terabytes of emails and documents from construction company Andrade Gutierrez. The data includes the names, email addresses, passport numbers, payment information, 
Tax ID numbers and health insurance details of more than 10,000 of the company's current and former employees. Wow. I mean, when we talk about sensitive private information, it's hard to get more sensitive than that. Over 10,000 employees, you say? Yeah, and one single spreadsheet had entries for over 10,600 employees. A source gave us access to a 15-gigabyte sample of the leak that was made available for download via Telegram. And Amanda, for people who don't know how a story like this comes together, can you tell us how you could be sure that the data you had was genuine? Yeah, so in cases like this, uh, we cross-check the information with data on public banks. For example, we look to see if the employees on the spreadsheet really do or did work for Andrade Gutierrez, and then crossed names, titles, dates, uh, and other details with freely available information. And they all matched. And it's important to add that the leak included logins and passwords to Andrade Gutierrez's official accounts with local tax authorities. So if people got a hold of them, they could access the company's tax returns. So it represents a massive risk for Andrade Gutierrez. And before we get into this any further, could you tell us a little bit more about Andrade Gutierrez? Because it is a well-known firm here in Brazil, but some listeners might not necessarily be familiar with it. Sure. So, Andrade Gutierrez is a multinational construction company founded in the late 40s in the city of Belo Horizonte. It was one of those companies that saw major benefits from the modernization plans of President Juscelino Kubitschek in the 50s. So, from being a small company, it soon spread across many Brazilian states. And in the 70s, Andrade Gutierrez built the Itaipu hydroelectric power plant, still one of the biggest in the world. And in the 80s, it expanded operations to other countries in Latin America, as well as Africa and Europe. And by 2013, Andrade Gutierrez was Brazil's second largest construction company. It had branches in 44 countries and a net income of 8 billion reais. In today's money, that would be 1.5 billion US dollars. Right, but these major projects and global scale are not what Brazilians think of anymore, right? When they hear the name Andrade Gutierrez, what do people think? Exactly. So Andrade Gutierrez is best known for being one of the targets of Operation Car Wash. That was a massive anti-corruption task force launched in 2014. It was found to be a... <clears throat> It was found to be part of a major corruption scheme in which political parties and high-profile politicians took serious bribes from construction companies and, in return, awarded them with major infrastructure projects. Grandes nomes acabaram sendo presos, presidentes de grandes construtoras, da Oderbrecht, por exemplo, Marcelo Oderbrecht, e também da Andrade Gutierrez, Otávio Azevedo. Andrade Gutierrez ended up signing a lenience agreement promising to return 1.5 billion reais to the Treasury as punishment for its misdeeds. And not so long ago, it entered an out-of-court bankruptcy protection program after accumulating $440 million in debt. 
Thanks for that, Amanda. And now that we have clarified, Andrade Gutierrez is a major construction firm in Brazil. It is a big, big deal. That brings me to my next question. Uh, not only did employee data get exposed, and that is extremely grave on its own, but what else did this Dark Angels hacking group manage to leak? So, Gustavo, this is when it gets even more worrisome. Uh, the hackers also obtained blueprints and 3D projections of major infrastructure projects built by Andrade Gutierrez. So that includes ports, airports, hospitals, and lots more. There were even documents on the company's works for the 2014 World Cup and 2016 Olympic Games, including the Beta Hill Stadium in Porto Alegre and the Olympic Park in Rio de Janeiro. And we were given access to these blueprints. For instance, there was one folder indicating details of the infrastructure of part of Guarulhos Airport in São Paulo, that is the busiest in Brazil. Uh, we talk about this case with Alain Jouillet, that is a former top official with France's Foreign Intelligence Service. He said that the risks disposed to public security are immense. So in his words, a terrorist group with access to such information would have tremendous opportunities to do harm. Right, and in Brazil, we tend to minimize this threat of terrorism because the country has almost no history of this kind of attack, right? True, but almost is the right word. Because less than three months ago, a handful of far-right radicals planted a bomb in a tanker truck near Brasilia Airport. They wanted to stir up chaos before President Lula's inauguration, hoping to give former President Jair Bolsonaro a reason to put the country under a state of emergency and stay in power. Eles fizeram vários testes, confirmaram que era de fato um explosivo e esse artefato estava também com uma espécie de detonador. The plane failed, as we know, but perhaps it would have ended differently if they had access to these blueprints or if a better organized group was involved. That's a huge risk anyway. And do we have any idea how the hackers managed to obtain this kind of information? Well, the search did not want to reveal exactly which vulnerability they used to hack the Andrade Gutierrez servers. But they stressed that the loophole is too open and is, quote, unlikely to be closed in the near future. And beyond the ramifications we have already discussed, could Andrade Gutierrez come in for some form of punishment for this leak? Well, since 2020, Brazil has had a data protection law that deals with these cases. The first thing to note is that companies that suffer data breaches need to report them to the National Data Protection Agency and inform all the people and companies affected. And do we have any indication of whether this has happened or not? Because Andrade Gutierrez is not a listed company in the stock market, so technically it is not bound to inform the public by means of a material fact or a notice to investors, right? True. Well, the National Data Protection Agency said there is no public information on the case, saying that any investigation into no-compliance procedures would be kept confidential anyway. But if Andrade Gutierrez hasn't reported the breach, it can be fined 2% of its revenue, up to 50 million reais. Which is more or less 
10 million dollars, right? Yeah, and according to its earnings report last May, Andrade Gutierrez brought in an estimated 3.3 billion in 2022, so it would face the maximum fine. And has the company had anything to say about all this that you were reporting and that you have published on the Brazilian report last Saturday? Well, so far, it hasn't acknowledged the breach publicly. We got in touch with Andrade Gutierrez on February 16th and March 1st, but it said it would not provide comment. As you said earlier, Gustavo, as a non-listed company, it doesn't have to tell the public about these things. But the leak also contained lots of data on infrastructure assets administration CCR, a public company which Andrade Gutierrez held a stake in until recently. CCR told us it was unaware of the data breach and it would have to report this to investors if it was. Amanda, congratulations on your story, another scoop, and thanks for coming on to explain it to us. Thanks, Gustavo. And remember that listeners can read Amanda's expose in full, paywall-free on the Brazilian Report. We will provide a direct link in the show notes. And if you like Explaining Brazil, please give us a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts. It takes only a second and that will help us reach a broader audience. Or better yet... Sign up for The Brazilian Report, the journalistic engine behind this podcast. We have a subscription-based business model, and your memberships are what fuel our journalism and keep us growing. Thanks to our subscribers, we have been able to cover Brazil and Latin America extensively. And for our work, we have won and been shortlisted for multiple journalism awards worldwide. In order to keep doing that work, we need your support. Go to brazilian.report slash subscribe. I'm Gustavo Ribeiro. Thanks for listening. And Explaining Brazil will be back next week. Música